it's Tuesday again, so uh, we are back with Mona Charon. Mona, how have you been? I am fine, Charlie Sykes. Uh, sort of fine. Not completely fine. Because part of me yeah. thinks that I am living in an alternate reality, and I am kind of not okay with okay, that. Okay, so I thought I was going to wind you up on this, but I think, <laughs> I think we're starting off at the same <laughs> level. Could we just take a deep breath to remember what George Orwell said, you know, that one of the most important things for us to do is to see what is right in front of our nose, to recognize right. what's happening. And we have been subjected to a series of all caps, I don't know what you call them, diatribes from the yes. bowels of Mar-a-Lago from the former president. And every once in a while, we just need to take a deep breath and, and, and step back after eight years of all of this and go, this guy is freaking nuts. He's insane. <sighs> and, and and I know that we're accused of Trump derangement syndrome, but this is what is right in front of us. The man is deranged and demented. Indeed. And <laughs> there are a few people who comment on this. And you're right. They get accused of, of Trump derangement syndrome or something. You know, I wake up in the morning and I have my coffee and I walk the dog and I... I think I'm leading a normal life and I'm living in a normal country where people are sane, mostly, you know, you have a few people who are insane, but mostly people are sane and go, yeah. and yet the fact that this guy was the president of the United States and is the leading candidate to be nominated again and possibly be president again when he is so clearly deranged, like anybody in any organization, you know, if he were on the school board in your town, if he were, you know, the director of the local, you know, plumbers union, whatever it is. I mean, people would say, sorry, this, no, this is, this is beyond the pale. This person is clearly nuts. I mean, here's one of his enraged statements on Truth Social. Our nation is, I, I should shout this because it's in all caps. It's in all caps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll step back here. Our nation is now third world and dying. The American dream is dead! Exclamation dead. point. The radical left anarchists have stolen, S-T-O-L-L-E-N, our presidential election and with it the heart of our country. Our, our country, sorry. American patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the street. I, I can't do anymore, but I mean. Many from prison and mental institutions. Uh, Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Okay, so can I continue? Yeah, go Page ahead. Two. Page two. Page two. Page <laughs> two. Now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leaders, whose leader is funded by George Soros, drink, <laughs> indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. And these are not even the most demented. No. No, that he was warming up there, Charlie. He he was just warming up. See, this is where Kevin Williamson gets the right to say, "Look, guys, whatever the the medical diagnosis here, this man is as crazy as a sack of ferrets." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's unfair uh, uh, to ferrets. Oh my! I was about to say, you know, and more dangerous, much more. I mean, look, I do have my problems with the fact that this is the first prosecution that's coming down the pike, and I'm worried that for 
inattentive people. This will suggest that, oh, you know, it's all political. And then the next indictment that comes down where it's for something really important, like, you know, subverting the election in Georgia or, you know, the Mar-a-Lago classified documents, or finally attempting to stage an insurrection on January 6th. When those come down, people will say, see, you know, it's all part of this, you know, big Democrat orchestrated plan to get a Republican. And that's one reason that this this particular prosecution, especially going first, makes me uncomfortable. But Nick Cataggio over at the dispatch makes an excellent point, which is that because he thinks all those things are true, too. But then he says, on the other hand. One thing this will do is to bring back to people's consciousness just what you and I have been discussing, how utterly deranged Trump has become. To quote none other than Rupert Murdoch, who said in some of those exchanges, he's getting worse, right? He's getting worse. I mean, yeah. I mean, this, it's going to be front and center again. And for those who don't subscribe to Truth Social and don't listen to the Bulwark podcast or whatever. I mean, they're going to be confronted with the lunacy uh, here. Now, you know, maybe they'll like it. I don't know, Charlie, in which case we all have to. Well, no, there's there some people who will like it. I mean, this, this is the thing is, yes, there's a hardcore MAGA base that will be drawn back, will feel the need to rally around their their, their martyred, exiled, uh, disgraced king, right? Right. But we need to keep reminding ourselves, this is a relatively small group of people. You know, maybe yes. it's 30% of the Republican Party voters. Meanwhile, Let's go outside, walk our dogs, look around, and realize there are a lot of people who did not wake up this morning and take crazy pills with their coffee (laughs) and their Cheetos, right? Right. I mean, they did not, you know, take the crazy pills. And they're looking at this and going, man, how much longer do we have to do this? The second thing, though, is watching, again, the Republican Party willingly extend its hostage, you know, tenure. You know, in my newsletter this morning, I said, you know, the GOP hostage uh, crisis update, year eight, we were in the eighth year. And so you have the congressional Republicans down in Florida, and they want to talk about their agenda. They want to talk about everything. Every single story is about one thing. It's about Donald Trump. I was looking at Politico's homepage the other day, one Trump story after another. So here's Kevin McCarthy, who's basically, I yes, I am, I am Trump's gelded lapdog, and I will do whatever <laughs> he wants. So that's going to be on display. And so I agree with you. I think it's unfortunate this is the first one because I think it's the least significant of the crimes. I think there are you know fundamental weaknesses. Right. But if it is only the first, then this is going to be the rolling summer of 2023. Well, they will have to come up with ways to rationalize his attempt to overturn the election in Georgia. Perhaps, uh, you know, going back to the taking the classified documents and lying about it, or perhaps uh, the inciting of the riot on January 6th. So here's a party that may say, we want to turn the page. We want to talk about inflation and the border and all of this other stuff. Bullshit. You're going to be talking about Donald Trump and you're going to be, you know, carrying his water for the duration for as far as the eye can see. 
That is right. And uh, they have made this bet. How many opportunities did they walk away from when they could have rid themselves of this terrible, you know, the, what, what? who will rid me of this meddlesome priest? Mm-hmm. They had the opportunity in the impeachment, in the first impeachment. They had the opportunity in the second impeachment. If just a few more Republican senators had simply voted to impeach him and impose the penalty that he could never hold elective office, you know, office of trust and responsibility again, which is part of the punishment you can get for impeachment, they would have saved themselves, their party, uh, and the country from this. There you go. But they wouldn't do it. Mona, you're just a disgruntled never-Trumper because what's what's, what's the harm in humoring him? What's, what is the possible downside of humoring him when he denied the election? Okay, so that didn't work out well, but what possible downside is there to humoring him after he he, he inspired and provoked a, an insurrection? What could possibly go wrong? To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. <laughs> 